Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of The Spilled Tea. I am your host, Jenny Morgan. Um, sorry about that. That little noise in the background. Um, actually, shoot. All right, sorry. Um, today, we're just going to get right into it. I don't have any co-hosts, so I'll just jump right in. Um, so I wanted to first talk about something lighthearted, because some of the topics we have, again, are going to be, you know, you know me and my <laughs> tough topics. Um, so the model, the supermodel's name is Valentina Sampaio. I think I pronounced that right. I should have Googled it. I need to start Googling before I say names that are foreign. Um, the reason why I mentioned Valentina at the top of the show is she's not only the first, transgender Victoria's Secret model. She is the first Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover girl. Thank this is huge because here's the thing. Trans women are fetishized offline. Trans women are fetishized um, in the bedroom. It's never been public that we've been presented as not just objects of sex, but things of beauty. So putting us in something as, quote, normal as the Victoria's Secret fashion show and making her an angel, and then giving her a Sports Illustrated cover where Corny guys have all said, you know, with their buddies, you know, oh, my God, that trans girl. Oof, gross. And it's fun. You know what's funny about it? Guys who say that we're disgusting always call us by the proper noun, pronoun. So if you see a report where a trans woman is killed, you will also see that killer refer to her with feminine pronouns. He won't say, oh, he, he came out to me as a trans person. He'll, they'll all, and it's always a he that does it because, you know, I mean, I haven't read where trans women are being killed by other women, but I, it's possible. But it's mostly he that says, she came out to me as trans. It's so hilarious. So hilarious. The eyes tell you that we are women. The voice, maybe the protruding Adam's apple, maybe the hair on our face, stubble, maybe we have stubble, maybe we have big hands, big feet, whatever, tells you that we were born men. But when you meet us, you don't question it. I'm not saying that you should be profiling everybody. But if you want to hook up with someone and you want to get 
sexual with someone and your dick needs to get hard, it has to do it over somebody that you are physically attracted to. So if you are hooking up with a woman with a five o'clock shadow, because let's keep it real, sometimes we do have it, sometimes we don't. I'm in the process of getting laser hair removal, not to trick anybody, but because I hate shaving. It feels weird. It feels masculine. Um, I can't change my big my big hands. I can't change my feet. I do have a slight Adam's apple, but whatever. My point is, if some guy was hooking up with me, first of all, I'm going to tell him. I'm going to disclose even before we even meet in person, I'm going to disclose. But second, if I didn't, how do you not see that stuff? And then how does it go into transpanic? So, I don't know, whatever. I think transpanic is a bullshit defense that um, cisgender hetero guys use to get out of, to kind of make it seem like, to gain sympathy. Because the second that, People like Lil Duvall and all these other people say, if trans women was tricked, if they tricked me, then I have the right to kill them. You, when he posted that, um, cisgender hetero women were like, yeah, these guys are out here being tricked by women. It's hard enough for us. And I'm like, all right, first of all, you called us women. Second of all, just stop Stop with the narrative. The truth of the matter is he hooked up with a trans woman, was for his own reasons ashamed by it, and then murdered her. That's what has happened most of these killings, period, end of story. And then went back and said, oh, yeah, sorry, she tricked me. Again, saying she, but whatever. So, yeah, I wanted to, this is a positive thing. Hopefully, what I am envisioning happens, a group of guys are watching sports. They see, you know, the cover of Sports Illustrated. They see Valentina. Wow, she's hot. Who is that? They start Googling. Oh, she's trans? And it doesn't even matter to them. Reality is someone probably makes a joke, but whatever. In my ideal world, they still think she's hot and they don't care. And now they know a trans woman. Now they get it. Um, that's one of the reasons why I love Caitlyn Jenner coming out. Uh, because everyone knew Bruce Jenner. Everyone on the planet knew who the fuck Bruce Jenner was. So when Caitlyn came out, suddenly they everybody on the planet knew a trans woman. And... Caitlin's views on politics and other things are very different from the typical trans person, but I'm still happy that she came out because she helped. She helped. I feel like she helped. She helped me personally come out. I came out a week after she came out. I figured if Caitlin can come out at 70, then I can come out. So I came out. And I haven't regretted it, but. So I wanted to give some um, praise to her. She deserves it. Um, 
So let's talk about some other topics. Um, on the seventh anniversary of Corey Monty from Glee passing away from a drug overdose, his co-stars are saying that he guided search and rescue team to find Naya Rivera's body. Um, her body floated to the top. And the official story is her and her son were swimming in that lake, at Treacherous Lake. The current started to pick up. She had enough strength to push her son on the boat, but didn't have enough strength to put herself on the boat. Pushed the boat forward. The boat went forward. She stayed behind um, and drowned. So, and that's also the story that her son remembers because he remembers his mommy at four years old putting him on the boat and then he looked back and didn't see her in the water. So I think he probably cried himself to sleep or something because when they found him, he was fast asleep in the boat. Um, another boater saw him and was like, why is a four-year-old floating by himself in a boat and called the police and everything happened. So. I'm glad for her family that she was recovered. It gives a lot of closure. Um, I just feel like she has so much more life to live. And I just, what an amazing act of bravery to save herself. Or, sorry, save her son, not herself. Um, that was the last thing that she did before she passed away. And it's just like, wow. I wonder if we all have that kind of uh, mentality at the time. You know, the wrestler did the same thing a couple months back. He um, saved his son, and he drowned himself. And it's just so sad when you hear this stuff, you know. It's like when you think of parents, you think of parents sacrificing everything for their children, and this woman sacrificed her life as well as that man, for, for their children. And it's just like, wow, it's crazy. Um, the Samoan president, Samoan, Samoan, I'm not saying stuff right today, guys. Sorry. I think I'm still like, I had the best sleep ever last night. So um, I'm just like still, I guess, not awake at 12. I don't know. I woke up at I don't know. Anyway, the Samoan president is considering banning Facebook because he said it hurts people, i.e., he was cyberbullied himself, and he just feels like Facebook is not the answer. Let me tell you something. Banning Facebook is not going to stop cyberbullying. They can go on Twitter. They can go on Instagram. They can go other platforms, Snapchat. How to combat cyberbullying is like my friend Elliot said. I put up a post. I didn't want to talk about this yet, but I'll, I'll talk about it. Um, I had known this guy since I was in fifth grade. No. Um, my, I'm, in, I'm an admin in a Facebook group for the town that I grew up in. And the other admin put a picture, and she said, I'm paraphrasing, 
she had a picture of the earth, and she said, if you could delete one thing from earth, what would it be? And I said, Donald Trump. And this person who I've been friends with since I was in the sixth grade, who's never had a problem with me before, never, until a couple years ago, he started to have, you know, he started to spew some stuff. He says, no, people like you. That's what he commented, and he tagged me in it. And then he said, nice one day, meaning he dead-named me on purpose. Of course, I deleted both of those because I'm an admin. I let the other admin know what he did. And then I check on the, the status. He posted Black Lives Matter protesters. What is wrong with people? Seriously, it is 2020. We just had the basically civil rights movement June, which was last month. Are we still racist? Are we still transphobic? Really? Interesting. My cousin got pissed because I, you know what? Normally I would have cancel cultured him. But my, our, our friend, friend of the show, Elliot, when I posted the picture on my personal Facebook, Elliot said, you know, the only way to change a person like this is education. Educating the stupid is the right way to go. Of course, at the end, Elliot said you don't need to educate this person and them and learn, but that's the way to do it. And so going back to the Samoan president, instead of banning social media platforms, why not educate people and reinforce and have a cyberbullying police task force or something? Combat the people that are doing the cyberbullying, not the platforms they're doing it on because you're not going to have any platforms whatsoever. And let me tell you, it's been amazing connecting to, I met my manager through Facebook. I met so many friends through Facebook. I connected with my, my dad's side of the family. I don't blame Facebook when shit goes wrong. I blame the people that are controlling their own keyboards, the thumb thugs. That's who I blame. And I think that we need to stop blaming someone who said once, oh, I hate Facebook. It breaks up marriages. No, people break up marriages. Facebook doesn't. Facebook doesn't automatically have people posting and commenting and all that other stuff. People break up marriages. People spout their transphobic and racist rhetoric. People do horrible, unspeakable, mean things, telling other people to kill themselves, telling other people that they they should be canceled. Sometimes they should, but that's a people thing, not a platform thing. So wanted to put that out there. Um, Mentioning the George Floyd movement, that's what I call it, the George Floyd movement, because he, that man, First of all, there's new evidence that he pleaded for his life, new body camera footage that he pleaded for his life, and then there's another lawsuit against the um, 
police officers, but this one man's death was just like the last straw, I think, for everybody. Um, I've never seen so much unity. There has been a little bit of break off, you know, there's still trans women are still being murdered. Um, but yeah, there, I, and on, as a whole, I've never seen so much unity. And the conversation from cisgender, hetero, black people, all black lives matter, I'm seeing more all black trans lives matter. Or, you know what, I messed that up. <laughs> I told you, I'm still, I'm still tired. It's, the conversation hasn't been Black Lives Matter. It's been all Black Lives Matter. It's been all Black Trans Lives Matter. They're including us in the conversation where they never, a year ago, they weren't. Which, that's huge. It really is. And seeing some of these celebrities include us, especially the Black celebrities, is phenomenal. And it shows how far we've actually come. And the conversation stuff a little even more with these same cisgender hetero black people talking to black men saying, stop killing black trans women. That blew my mind. When I saw one of the posts, I think his name is The Conscious Lee on Instagram, he talked about it. And I was like, damn, married heterosexual, cisgender black man discussing transgender issues. Wow. This is huge. This is 2020. I was pleasantly floored, honestly. We need to be in more of the conversation. And I have said it before, and I'll just mention it again. The creator of the hashtag um, Black Girl Magic, the, the one who created it, she said in a tweet, because one woman had posted that Black Girl Magic didn't include trans women, and the creator, Kayshawn Thompson, said, oh, yes, it does. Um, yeah, she said, yes, it does. And I was like, yes. I think I follow her on Instagram. Um, so take that. Or is it Kayshawn? Or is it Kayshawn? I think Kayshawn. It's C-A, but it could be a softie. I don't know. Okay. I just wanted that, um, that we are included in the conversation still. Speaking of Black Lives, the recently pardoned Roger Stone was on a Black radio show called The Mo Kelly Show, and it's hosted by Morris O'Kelly. And Mo was going after him. Mo was basically saying, listen, of all the issues that 
or people that Trump could have pardoned, why you? How, how did you get on the short list? And in the interview, Roger says to somebody off camera, well, not camera because it was over the phone, off to the side says, oh, yeah, I'm arguing with this Negro. Excuse me? And then when Mo said, uh, what did you say? And Roger was like, oh, no. And Mo called him out. He's like, are you crazy? I would never say that. Can I just tell you guys this? Roger Stone had a 40-month sentence. Month. M-O-N-T-H. For seven felony charges. So he was going to serve only 40 months. That's a little over three years. Donald Trump pardoned him. Clear. This man was serving a little over three years in prison, and he was pardoned by his friend. Three years. A woman from 2011 was charged with using the wrong mailing address for her child, and she is serving 20 years in prison. Also, since I'm on the subject, Breonna Taylor's murderers are still not in custody. Their lives aren't ripped apart, their lives aren't canceled, and they're still roaming around free. Let that sink in for just a second. I just mentioned two random black people who have not had justice. And don't get me started on George Floyd, because one of his killers was walking around in Whole Foods or wherever he was, a grocery store, laughing and smiling. We are not where we need to be with this country. And I think it starts at the top. So I just want that pointed out. Um, Unfortunately, I have to report John Lewis, the civil rights activist and congressman, has died. If you don't know who he is, let me just tell you who he is. He was one of the organizers of the 1963 March on Washington, which helped to end segregation laws. Not only that, in the 90s, he stopped being a civil rights advocate on the street, and he took his fight to Congress, and he became a congressman which I think most or all of these civil rights leaders need to do. Become a congressman. Change from within. Because we can only fight on the outside for so long. President Obama gave him a Presidential Medal of Freedom Award in 2011. This man was the real deal, and he's gone. 
And let me tell you something. When he passed, it was everywhere. Donald Trump was golfing. He was golfing. He was been golfing this weekend. We have a a worldwide pandemic. We had cities around the country opening, then having to close because of their coronavirus cases spiking. And this man is golfing. And then after all of the people, and this, this is the one thing that burns my britches. The people that don't like Donald Trump are saying, why isn't he commenting on John Lewis? Well, sweetheart, he's golfing, number one. And number two, it's not going to be sincere. Do not worry about what he says about John Lewis. Of course, he ended up saying something so vapid and, and thinly John Lewis. Didn't honor his accomplishments didn't state everything that this man does. It was like a two-sentence tribute. And this is why I don't want him talking about stuff. Let him hang on the golf course. Let, let him tighten that noose around his own neck because that's what happens when you do things like this. When the president does horrific things, it only builds up more of a case for him. It makes him look so incompetent when he does things like this, spending taxpayers' money. Let's go ahead. Somebody keep, I hope someone's keeping track of how much he's spending on golf trips. I hope someone keeps track of his clothing allowance, all of the things that he keeps billing towards the country, and all the things that he keeps doing to harm it. I hope someone is keeping track so that when he doesn't win the next election and he wants answers, you have a whole folder. This is what you did. This is why, because you know he's going to demand a recount. I just, I'm worried. I don't know if we're going to recover from this. And whoever comes in after him is going to need at least two terms to fix everything he messed up in one. Yeah. And if we don't think the whole world is watching, there are worldwide George Floyd protests going on. Worldwide. So we are being watched. And right now we are a laughing stock. And it's not because something we've done. Well, maybe it is. It's because not myself, but other people have elected this guy. Um, yeah. Speaking of coronavirus cases, five and major league baseball players have tested positive for coronavirus, and 72 NFL players have tested positive for coronavirus. Um, We need to be smarter. We need to look to other countries like Australia. What did they do to eradicate their coronavirus cases? We need to set up a task force. We need to do all these things, but we're not doing it. We're just kind of sitting around waiting for this all to be over, but we're not 
doing the things that need to be done. We still have anti-maskers. And then someone close to me sent me a picture that their skin was breaking out because of the mask and, you know, wearing the mask all day. And I told the, the person, I said, you know, it does suck that what's happening, but bumps go away. Being dead, you can't walk, walk that off. And the person knows that the right thing to do is to wear a mask, but just, you know, was just like, you know, this sucks. And it does suck. But the longer we don't follow the rules, the longer this is going to go on. So, I mean, weren't we told as kids to follow rules that professionals tell us to do? I feel like we all have a certain degree of rebelling against um What's the term? Authority. But when a parent rebels against authority, doesn't wear a mask, tells their kids not to wear a mask, but then says, I want my kids back in school. Okay, you can't have both. You can't say, I'm going to rebel against authority, but you, kid, you have to go to school and learn from the teacher. One or the other. Either you you and your kids stay at home because you're an anti-masker and you just want to be in your bubble in a mask and you want your kid to go to school with their mask on and learn. Because what if they go to school and they're told to put on their mask? Well, at home, I don't wear a mask. When I go out with my mom, I don't wear a mask. She tells me I don't have to wear a mask, so I don't have to wear a mask here. Huh? I'm so confused. Pick, stay on it. And it's funny, some of the people that have mom and pop businesses will wear their masks at work, but refuse to do it on their personal life. So it's like they're faking it just to get their money. No, that's not the way to do it. And they think kids are immune. Kids are not immune. Everybody is susceptible, even your pets. Just wear your fucking mask. Period. Point blank. End of story. That's all you have to do. You have one fucking job. Ugh. Damn. So frustrating. Um... So they're, um, speaking of that one job, Walmart has finally required customers to wear a mask. Um, how, how did you not, <laughs> like, I don't understand. How did you not require that? And the Karens and the Kens, I want you to know something. If you want to walk down the street without a mask, that is your prerogative because that is public open space. The second you go into a store, the second you go into a, a, a restaurant, you have to abide by their rules. So you're telling me when there's a sign that says shirts, pants, 
and shoes or no service, and you abide by that, but you say, it's my right as an American, I don't have to wear a mask, guess what, sweetheart? Guess what? I hate to tell you, but that is one of their rules. These companies are private companies. You don't get to say to them, I'll do what I want in your establishment. That's not how it works. That's called white privilege. You think that you can run shit when you can't. It's also called idiocracy, but whatever. Um, Private companies. If you don't want to wear a mask, you cannot go in. You cannot force your way in, and you cannot argue your way in. No one's going to say, you have to come in with a mask. I don't want to. I, this is my American right. Oh, okay, come on in. No one's going to do that. You're only going to make yourself look stupid. You're going to escalate it because you always do. And then what's going to happen? You're going to end up getting your life canceled. Because when you use your white privilege and it doesn't work, you get nasty. And so you use your backup plan, which is just your nastiness. It's not going to help you, sweetheart. I just want you to know that. Okay? So. Again, like everything I've been saying today, needs to be said. Running beans. Um, yeah. I just, I'll never understand the the way people think. I just, I'll never understand that. Like, wow. Anyway. Okay. A couple movies. I've been on a movie binge this weekend. I don't know why. Um, so I'm at the end of my dog sitting slash house sitting. And I started with Clueless. And, of course, I've seen this movie, like, a billion times. And I loved it. And then the next day I was watching this movie called Inside Man with um, uh, Denzel Washington, Clive Owen, and who else? Jodie Foster. And then I watched Panic Room. And then after Panic Room... What the hell did I watch? Gosh. I've been watching so many movies, I can't even keep track, guys. For serious, I can't even keep track. Let me just see. Hold on. I got to check. I actually have to check my Facebook because every time I watch a movie, for reasons like this, I post about it just so that I know what I've watched and I can go back and say, oh, yeah, I watched that movie. Oh, um, I'm trying to finish the Godfather movie. Um, oh, I watched, oh, I forgot. I watched 9 to 5 on Friday. Or was it Thursday? Um, that was, uh, <laughs> I don't think that, mo- I mean, huh. I don't know if that movie could be made today. That was, I didn't, the reason why I'm doing this, well, number one, I've been doing it since summer. It's what I call nostalgia movie binging, movie marathoning, and it's been fun. Like, when I watched Panic Room, there was a scene that my nephew pointed out. He's like, oh, 
look at that. He he did that. And I'm like, wait, what? I've seen this movie so many times. I just didn't notice that part. So I, I really like doing it. And plus, I don't know. I'm just seeing it with my adult feminist eyes is totally different. Nine to five broke out the feminist in me. I mean, my feminist alarms were going all the way off. That movie, holy mother. But it was supposed to do that. Um, oh, yes, the money pit. Oh, my gosh. The part where Tom Hanks starts laughing when the tub falls through the floor is my favorite part ever. Like, that's one of my favorite scenes of all time. He's just, like, done. So much has happened at that point in the movie to him, to his house, to his relationship, with his strange relationship with his dad, and all he wanted to do was take a bath. And then it falls through the floor, the tub falls through the floor, and he's just like, he's done. He's just like, he, he just cracks up. And his laugh, oh my gosh, I posted it on Facebook, and all my friends are like, oh my gosh, I remember that scene. His laugh was so funny. And it's also good for me to post this stuff because I'm connecting with my friends at the same time. They're saying, like, this scene is funny and this movie's funny. And so I actually added a post. Let me know the, the, your favorite 80s and 90s movies of all time. And so I'm going to go watch them. So my friends have been posting about that. Um, let me see what else I was watching. The Money Pit. The Silence of the Lambs. Wow. That movie was intense. I'm going to tell you, it wasn't as creepy. And I think it's because I'm sensitized now, but it wasn't as creepy now as I thought it was then. But again, I think it's because things like that have changed. Um the bar has been moved as to what's gross and what's creepy nowadays. So that was that was definitely a creepy movie though. Um, yeah, I saw this Netflix film called Secret Obsession, and it triggered me. This wasn't a nostalgic movie, but it was Brenda Song was this woman who got into a car accident and she had amnesia. Michael Vogel is her husband that picks her up from the hospital. And then you just find out strange things that happen. It triggered me because there were points in the movie where Brenda's character was so weak and helpless and, oh, I can't do this. She was smart, but she was helpless. And Mike Vogel's character, and even Ernie Hudson, who played a detective, strong and can break out of anything. And I'm just like, uh, Brenda was in the same room and she wasn't able to break out. But this guy is in the same room and he broke out like on the first try. It just drove me. I hate when people do things like this. This is a movie that has, that it would have been a blockbuster hit back in the 30s. But we're not in the 30s. We have progressed as a people so far. For a movie like this to, to exist and be created nowadays, 
annoying, really annoying. So I'm going to give that a big fat F. It failed on many things. It could have been great. And that movie, I would like to see a remake of. Now, I do have to mention there are some remakes nowadays that really don't need to be done. The, one of the reasons why people do remakes is to try to fix something that the original people messed up on, number one, or number two, like the witches. The witches is a cult classic. What that means is it, it bombed at the box office, but when it came on VHS and, and TV, it soared like gangbusters. So they remade the witches for theater audiences, basically, because they want, and, and it's also a way for studios to regain money. You don't have to create something new. You can revisit the past. And, yeah, it's a remake, but everybody involved in that first movie, well, the producers and all the big heads of that movie get a cut. Sometimes it's good, and they'll promote it. Sometimes it's horrible, and they won't. We'll see. Um, yeah, so I wanted to say that because I think people don't know why remakes happen. And basically, that's why. Um, some remakes that I would like to see happen... I'd definitely like to see a remake of this movie, Secret Obsession. It could have been good. And I want the title di different because it, right when I saw the title and I read the description, I knew what was going to happen. I don't want you to figure it out. I want the title to be so ambiguous you're like, huh, this is intriguing. Um, like The Silence of the Lamb. What does that mean? And you find out she has a recurring dream. Starling has a recurring dream about Lamb. And it helps solve her case. I don't know. I don't want to get that away. Clueless is an amazing title because girl spends the whole movie trying to fix everybody up. And she's totally clueless on her feelings for her. This guy so close in her vicinity. Clueless. Perfect title. Inside Man, oh, my gosh. That, I mean, if I say it, we'll give it away. But <laughs> And for all you people who are wondering, it's called Tootsie because um, that was one of the movies I, okay, sorry. I, the next movie I watched, I got off topic. The next movie I watched after, um, uh, Silence of the Lambs was Tootsie. The reason why it's called Tootsie is because that was the nickname the director gave um, Dustin Hoffman's character. If you haven't heard of Tootsie, it's about a man who dresses up and pretends to be a woman because his reputation as a man, a male actor, is ruined. So he decides to take an audition as a woman on a soap opera and he is a runaway hit. And he notices on the soap opera set 
that the director and some other people behind the scenes are very chauvinist. And one of the things that he calls, the director calls Dorsey Michaels, his name is Michael Dorsey, so he went with Dorsey Michaels. One of the things he calls her is Tootsie. And she's like, that's not my name. My name is Dorothy. And so that's why it's called Tootsie, it's for all you people that don't know. Um, and this morning, I got to squeeze in the Shawshank Redemption, which at the time I saw it was one of my favorite movies. I haven't seen it since then. And I can see why it's one of my favorites. It was so good. Oh, my gosh. I cried at the end. and It was just such a good movie, one of those feel-good movies. And it didn't follow a set formula like most Hollywood movies follow. There wasn't a love story. This was like more like a buddy drama, I, I would say, and a buddy prison drama. And right now I'm watching Footloose, which I'm just cringing because um, the character in it, Ariel, is so freaking annoying. She, I think they wanted her to be like portrayed as strong, independent, but she comes off like, uh, I don't know. She's annoying. And I'm mad at everybody listening. I'm mad at my friends. And I'm mad at my family. You people know I like thick men. And you didn't tell me Chris Penn was heavenly thickness in this movie. He was fucking, I, I kept looking at this guy. I'm like, who is that? He's so hot. I had to look it up. I'm like, Jesus, that was Chris Penn? Nobody told me he was this hot? I am so mad at everybody right now in my life. Chris Penn so fucking hot. He reminds me of my other hottie, George O'Brien from the 30s. Oh, my God. I'm loving Footloose, by the way. I'm halfway done. I'm going to watch it after this podcast. But yeah, so far, so good. See why it was a hit. I love seeing Kevin Bacon in his glory. Um, I think he's still a great actor. I still do. And for some reason, I think he's attractive. <laughs> and I don't like skinny guys, but for some reason, Kevin Bacon's attractive. I don't know. Whatever. But Chris Penn. Mm, mm, mm. And then he started dancing in it, and I was like, wow. Oh um, yeah. So the other movies on my list, well, my friend created a list for me. I have to write it down, obviously. Um, Some of the movies that they're suggesting that I see, one of them was Mickey Blue Eyes, um, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Seven. I have to watch Seven. That is still on my list. I have to watch Braveheart because I've actually never seen it. Um, Good Will Hunting is the movie I fell in love with, Matt Damon with. Well, actually, it was School Ties, but then it was solidified when I saw Good Will Hunting. Forrest Gump, Obvi, Fight Club, Obvi. Um, I just saw The Five Heartbeats. I just saw Juice. Oh, Dead President. Oh, yes, I have to watch Okay. South Central, I have to watch that. Return to Me, I have to watch that. Um... Big Trouble in Little China. I actually just watched that this summer. 
wait, why do I keep saying this summer? This is the summer. <laughs> I meant the earlier this year. Oh, my gosh, I'm losing it. I said this summer twice, too. Um, that's so funny. I can't believe I said that. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. I just saw Set It Off um, a couple months ago. Topland. I have to write that one down. The Matrix Trilogy. If I, you know, somebody put The Matrix in Jurassic Park. If I watch one, I have to watch all of them. I have that kind of OCD in me. Um, Tank Girl. Oh, good one. Princess Bride. Oh, my gosh. Wait, did I watch that recently? I don't... I think that was on the list of things I was supposed to watch, but I didn't watch it. Drop Dead Fred, yes. The Lost Boys. Wait, I think... I'm pretty sure I just watched The Lost Boys recently, too. I did watch The Color Purple. Natural Born, Born Killers. I I have to rewatch that. I don't remember it. I just rewatched Funny Farm. Uh, Spies Like Us. Pump up the volume. Some kind of wonderful. Ah! Oh, the 80s had the best teen movies ever. The 90s kind of tried, but the 80s were an explosion of teen movies. I mean, come on. 16 Candles, The Breakfast Club. It's not a teen movie. I think he was like 12, but. A Christmas Story was made in 83. Um, Pretty in Pink. I loved Molly Molly Ringwald. Oh, my God. Um, I'm trying to think of some other. Oh, Some Kind of Wonderful. Uh, Teen Wolf. Uh, Teen Witch. Oh, my gosh. Teen Witch. Oh, my gosh. Teen Witch was my shit, yo. I still love Robin Lively. Oh, Teen Witch. <laughs> Um, let me think. It was a teen movie. It was a teen horror movie, but the scene that always grosses me out is when Kiefer Sutherland bites in that ball guy's head like it's an apple, and then from his fang just like blood squirts out. Blech. I just, I always remember that when I see the words "Lost Boys," that's the first scene that comes to my mind. Blech. It's so gross! It's so gross! <laughs> So gross. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm going to have so much fun. And so what I do is I kind of watch these movies after work, too, during the week. So I'm going to have so much fun and keep myself busy. Because during the summer, it's mostly repeat of the shows. So I'm, I'm able to kind of do what I want in the summer and watch movies and binge other things. Um, Yeah, but right now, my main focus is binging The Godfathers. I I watched the first one for a class on Friday, and now I want to watch the other two. Um, Yeah, so. Um, My Eva Mendes moment. I'm trying to think if I had an Eva Mendes moment. Um, I know I probably did. Just can't think. Um, my Eva Mendes moment. I'll get back to it. I do want to give a shout out to my listeners. 
I am proud to say, obviously, most of my listeners are in the U.S., about 71%. But I'm doing my research, and I see that I have 13% listeners in Cambodia. What? What? 13% of my audience is Cambodia. That's amazing. Thank you guys for listening. Um, wow. I didn't realize that I reached that far. Um, thank you guys for listening. I hope you can understand me. And the fact that you're getting some sort of enjoyment from my show is amazing. Um, I hope you can understand some of the lingo I have as well. and um, Not just English. Uh, obviously, you listen to the podcast so you can understand English, but I mean that you get my lingo and some of the terms that I use. Um, in Spain, 7%. Thank you for listening. I do love my Spanish men. Miguel Angel Silvestri. Oof, marron. That man is beautiful. Like, there's no other, like, description of him. He is just beautiful. And if you don't know him, watch Sense8. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Lolito. Mm, 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 mm. Um, also, a 1% in the UK. What if, like, William and Kate are listening to me while they're, like, you know, putting their kids to bed and stuff. Um, That would be brilliant. (laughs) That's what they say over there. Everything's brilliant. So that's why I started laughing. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I didn't realize I was was that big in the UK. Of course, my friend Paul, I hope he's listening because I love him. My first husband, Paul, and my second husband, Stay. Um, I hope they're listening because they're in the UK. But why, you know what? I would love to do a tour and meet some of my listeners. That would be amazing. Can you imagine? It'd be so fun. Um, also, I can't forget the 2% in Canada. Um, thank you. Thank you, everyone. I want to give you all a shout out. You guys are amazing. I feel like I'm accomplishing something. I'm not sure what, even if it's giving you a glimpse into America, even though I'm not like 100% Americana, um, but thank you for listening anyway. I appreciate you. Um, yeah. Wow. So good. Ah, you've amended moment. Let's go back to that. I'm gonna say... Oh, I know what my Eva Mendez moment was. So recently I came out, um, mm. all right, this is kind of difficult to talk about, but I'm going to do it. So this guy's name, and I don't want anybody to um, attack him or anything like that. I'm just telling you the story. So his name is James Cullen Resbeck. Um One of my friends told me about him years ago. So I friend requested him on Facebook. 
we became Facebook friends for a while. I saw some of his movies. I loved some of his movies because they were like really crazy horror movies. And then one day he said, let's talk on Snapchat. Now, I sped up the story a little bit, backing it up a tiny, tiny bit. He went from being chunky monkey to like slim and fit. And I gave him a compliment. Like, wow, you look great. And he's like, thanks. And so he's like, all right, let's talk on Snapchat. I'm like, okay. So we're talking on Snapchat. And I'm like, again, I've known this guy for a couple of years. I'm like, why did you want to talk on Snapchat anyway? And he's like, well, show me some pictures. And I'm like, pictures of what? And he's like, you know, sexy pictures. And I'm like, ew, you're like my friend. Why would I show you weird? That's weird. And he goes, no, you're being weird. And I'm like, no, I'm not. He's like, you know, I have friends that are trans that show me pictures all the time. And I'm like, then clearly they're better friends than me. And I stopped talking then. And I realized he did that because, number one, if I was to picture of our conversation, he would know about it. I still should have taken the motherfucking picture. But number two, when you talk on Snapchat, if you leave the chat and come back, it's blank. It's gone. So I'm just like, ugh, ugh. I, I just, I stopped being friends with him right then and there. This week, or last week I was up, I went to the bathroom, and then I just checked my phone before I went back to bed, and I was on Twitter, and someone had retweeted something he said, and I'm like, oh, God, what is ugh. Gross. And I went down the rabbit hole and I saw he made a a post. Oh, if you buy my film, I will um, donate part of it to Black Lives Matter, part of it to LGBTQ um, charities. And it triggered me. And so I tweeted something to the effect of funny are you still sexualizing trans women the way you did with me, signed a black trans woman? He never responded. I bring this up because I went to bed and woke up and I was just in a nasty mood. And I reached out to my friend, Alexandra Gray, who I feel is my trans mom. We've never met in person, but I still love her and I feel like she's my trans mom. And I reached out to her about it and she... Oh, she was so amazing to me. And she made me feel so safe and protected. And so that was my Eva Mendez moment, reaching out to her and having her feel like I had her arms around me and I felt so safe. Um, fast forward to the incident where that guy from sixth grade my cousin went off and then my cousin went to his business page and ripped him a new one. And then another guy who I've never met before saw my post and ripped him a new one as well. Um, My point is 
when things get tough, you're not alone. And people do have your back, whether you believe it or not. All you have to do is open your mouth and vent. I did not want my cousin to do that, but she did it anyway, and I'm not sad that she did Or that she did it, sorry. Um, she can do whatever she wants. She's a grown-ass woman. I just didn't want her getting in trouble. That's the only thing. Um, but, yeah, it was shocking. I never talked about that publicly. And one of my friends was like, what do you want from him? I want from him to apologize, but then I don't know if I would accept it. I'm not sure. Depends on how he did it. If he apologized in a tweet, no. If he found a way to contact me and apologize and then tweeted about it, yes. But he can't talk to me on Twitter. I don't think. I think I may have blocked him. So triggering. Anyways, that's all I have time for on this show. Um, Thank you again so much for listening, everybody. As of today, we're going to hit 3,800 listens. And I know it's not a million like some other shows or 100,000 like other shows, but I'm, I've been doing this since November 2016, quote, end quote, for fun. And I have 3,800 listens of all time. Wow, that's amazing. So one day my vision is to make this more professional thing. And when that happens, hopefully I'll have more and more guest stars during the week coming on um, either co-hosting with me on Sundays or during the week interviewing different people. I hope to interview a lot of people with this show. Not only do I want to hear different opinions, I want to educate different people. And so, yeah, I'm really excited about the future of this show, uh, my future period. And once again, I thank you all for listening. You've been amazing from the very beginning and I hope that you have a great rest of your Sunday, and I will chat with you later. Bye, everyone. Still thirsty for more tea? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Spilled Tea PC. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Spilled Tea.